All right. Well, welcome back to the Refuge Church podcast. We are uh, we are back. Well, I guess kind of again. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah, Ryan's back, which is awesome. But <laughs> Pastor Dan is actually not able to be here. So one of these days we'll get all three of us back in the room. But for today, you are stuck with uh, myself, and, and my name is is Mike. I am on staff at Refuge Church in Manor, PA, and and with me is I'm Ryan. He's Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, yeah is also on staff part time. So I just kind of show up here and do the thing with Mike, but Mike is taking the charge on this one. He's kicking us back in because I feel like a slight fraud of who am I? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know what this world of podcasting is like anymore. Got to get back in the saddle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So if you are new with us, like Ryan, um, <laughs> then uh, we uh, just want to give you a little bit of an introduction about who we are, what we're about. So uh, this is a discipleship podcast. We just kind of talk about uh, some of the ins and outs of discipleship. And sometimes we get really deep. Um, and sometimes we stay at the surface level um, and we don't have everything figured out. But what we do know is that we love Jesus mm-hmm. and we really want to um, just have conversation and dialogue about what it looks like to follow him in the everyday life, in the everyday experience. And so um, lately we've just started looking at some scriptures. And I love that because I love being in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we, we've looked at we're starting to look at uh, some of the more well-known things that are in the Bible. So uh, Pastor Dan and I talked about the greatest command the last couple weeks, Um, and today we're going to kick into another scripture, and it comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3. Uh, In verse 16, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so that's kind of what we want to talk about today is just what what do we do with the scripture? What comes to mind, uh, you know, Ryan, as you're thinking about it and hearing it, um, how does it maybe apply to your life? Um, but yeah, as you as you hear the scripture, as you read about it, what, uh, what's mm-hmm. on your mind? Yeah. I mean, I love this verse because, you know, it, it sets in stone all scripture doesn't say some doesn't say parts of scripture right all scripture you know and breathed out truly means inspired you know the word of god inspired through you know the writers of the book which obviously you know they're bringing in their personalities and whatnot into the writing style of it but every word breathed out by God, you know, inspired by God. So it's, you have the Holy scriptures. Mm -hmm. They're only holy because the Holy spirit truly penned them, you know? Yeah, sure. Maybe the actual hands (laughs) of men wrote them, but it was holy because of where the word came from, you know? And, and I, I just, I really love that part of even just the breathing out because it reminds me of Adam lifeless in the garden yeah. until the breath of God, the life of God breathed into his nostrils mm. and now he's alive. That's interesting. And I really feel like that God himself, yes, he's breathed out this life, this scripture that is alive, but I really believe too, he is breathing 
He's not stopped breathing this word out. You know, it is a fresh daily word for us because he's alive. The word's alive, you know, and so it's so much more than just opening up a textbook and going through and memorizing a stat or, you know, a sentence. It's no, it is the living word that's being breathed out by a God who is alive, you know, and it's just to me, uh, I find that so often in my life when I'm feeling like, oh man, I'm just I'm sluggish. I'm like, I feel like I'm hardly living, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going through the routine of life and life is winning and I'm losing, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, I, I need to come alive. And so many times it's just, I've just turned to the word of God. And it's as if it's like me lying in the garden, and I'm like barely alive, you know, yeah. the pulse is barely going. And then it's like whew, the word flows into me. Mm-hmm. And causes me to come alive again, and it feels like that the word is 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 not just a you know a good suggestion for me today. It's actual life yeah. that's flowing in, and just find the word of God is such a treasure now mm-hmm. because of you know it it's this living word. Yeah. So that's what I really love about is all scripture yeah. breathed out by God mm-hmm. and is profitable. Yeah. You know, and so we'll kick into, you know, what it's profitable for, but just showing all of the word of God is profitable. Yeah. So sure. Are there some passages that maybe we go to more often than not? Some that we, you know, rely on in our lives or we keep coming back to again and again, but all scripture. Mm -hmm. So you can't open to a, to a, a wrong spot in the Bible. You know, obviously you want the context of it, but all scripture is profitable. Right. So you know, what are your thoughts, Mike, or you yeah. know, just diving into what is it profitable for? Yeah. So I think it's interesting as you, uh, as you break that down, I, I wasn't expecting you to go to Adam, but I, I really like how you drew that connection. Um, I, I think that as I think about what you're saying in, in the connection to, you know, what Paul's writing here to, um, to Timothy, it's interesting because, um, you know, the story in the garden is, is essentially about Adam and Eve and mm. the the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. But sometimes we neglect uh, that they also had access to the tree of life. Mm. Right. And the irony is they they chose to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil yeah. instead of continuing to walk with God, who yeah. is life, who gives this, this living instruction. And, and as you're talking and, and how it's still living, breathing and active, it reminds me of, I think it's Howard Hendricks, um, who's a professor, I think at Dallas theological or was, um, but he talks about how scripture essentially has one meaning, but can have multiple applications. So it means one thing, mm-hmm. doesn't mean a bunch of things, yeah. but it can be applied um, in various ways. Uh, in, and so just as you're talking about how it, it can be uh, almost like a new day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the, the scripture doesn't change its meaning, but yeah, yeah. maybe what I'm walking through and how it's, um, it, it's hitting me that day mm-hmm. is different. But as you talk about it just being profitable, I think that that is um some of the the joy that I have found in my life on really just reflecting mm. on scripture and meditating in it and meditating on it. Um I think that I have had the most profound moments 
uh, in my discipleship when I have just sat in scripture in big chunks and mm-hmm. just um, in hard passages like mm-hmm. Leviticus, I've come to love, mm-hmm. which I never thought I would ever say. But there's some really cool things in there um, that I found to be really helpful in my life um, from an applicable place. Um, but it, I think for me, what comes to mind about the usefulness of scripture is that historically speaking, when Paul himself wrote this to Timothy, mm-hmm. he was talking about the Old Testament. Hmm. The New Testament didn't exist at that point. He was speaking about the Old Testament. Now, prophetically, it applies mm-hmm. to the old or to the New Testament, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to go too far down the church history rabbit hole. Um, there's some really cool things about that. Um, But the reason that I bring that up is because I think sometimes in our context in the West, we tend to camp out in the Gospels, Mm. which is awesome, and we need to do, and Mm. we need to proclaim the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have done an excellent job um, in recording their eyewitness accounts of Jesus or uh, the accounts of eyewitnesses of Jesus. But sometimes there's even this cry to just preach the gospel. Mm. And it's interesting because not only does Paul write that all scripture is God breathed, but God is the Mm co-author of every book of the Bible. He's the general editor. So he's also saying that I've inspired all of this. And Paul in in Acts, um, I can't remember where it is, but he's talking to the elders of Ephesus Mm. and he reminds them, I've informed you of the the whole council of the scriptures, which again, he's talking about the Old Testament. Mm. And so whenever I think that it's useful, I think it's not just useful to go and see what Paul wrote to the Romans or to the Galatians or to the Ephesians or what James wrote or uh, what John wrote in Revelation or Peter in his letters. It's it's useful to be in the Old Testament. There is still value in the Old Testament yeah. and, and, and what is recorded there. I shouldn't just look at that as history. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't just look at that as context, but it is scripture that is useful in terms of instruction and revelation that I can apply to my life mm. in a way that leads to real and direct tangible life change. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, because I think there is just, uh, um, to many people, there is just this, uh, maybe just like it's a weightiness of like, oh man, the Old Testament feels so heavy. Yeah. You know, but that scripture shows, yeah, but listen, regardless of how you felt about the Old Testament, all scripture, all scripture inspired, you know, and and the actual, let me pull up the verse here. You know, and saying it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for and for training in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So, you know, it's the foundation of being equipped. So you're right. God has has prepared good works for us to walk in. How are we equipped for the good works? Yeah scripture right <laughs> you know so it's like you have to be feasting and eating and devouring and ingesting the word of god so that you're equipped to actually live in the way that god has called you to mm-hmm. it's not this separate thing of 
God's not called you to, to walk a certain way and be uh, like Christ independent from scripture. They're not two different things. Right. They flow from the same foundation of God's word, God's eternal word. So, you know, I love that because it's just like shows that we, we never get so smart. And I think this is the danger sometimes that I've seen is yeah. people start to believe they know God better than the Bible says so, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah. and it's like, I, I, I get people start, you start to understand who is the God of the Bible, but then you just start, I've heard, you know, just things said over the years where it's like, but if, if, if you knew really truly the word of God, right. you wouldn't be saying what you're saying. Right. Like, yes, you can know the God of the word, but if that definition contradicts what he's already said, then you really don't know him, you yeah. know? And, and I think that's the danger of when you start to just take little snippets here and there and out of context and you start to create your own God. And now it's as if the scriptures are inspired by you. Yeah. You know, and, and now you understand God better than he's revealed himself to man. Yeah. I think, I think you bring up a really good point. And, uh, I think part of that is how do you know Mm. if you are experiencing God outside of scripture, how do you know? Mm. Because the Bible testifies to, um, entities that exist outside of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that are not human, mm-hmm. right? And we would call them supernatural. And the Bible doesn't talk about them because they're not real. It talks about them because they are real. Mm. So how do you know mm-hmm. that you are, number one, actually encountering God, number two, following him? Mm. Because, I, I, you know, I think, and, and sometimes, and, and I don't mean for this to, to get into an apologetic um, discussion, but I, I think sometimes we hear the argument um, from our friends or our family. Well, yeah, I believe in God, but you know, it's just some higher power, and mm. and and you know, I'll figure it out. And it's this really passive, like uh, you know, I, I actually don't care, you know, mentality. And 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 what I don't understand about that is, if there is a God, isn't it of the utmost importance? to understand number one, who that God is Mm -hmm. and number two, what your relationship is to to that God. Mm -hmm. And so how do you know? And that's where I think scripture is so important. And it's, it's not like, you know, with scripture, we're just taking, you know, these words, how do we know that we can trust them and everything? That's a whole conversation that we could get into and honestly really bore you with. That's not a straw man. I mean, if like, Mm -hmm. please reach out to us, we'd love to talk to you about that. But there is, uh, a significant amount of evidence that demonstrates the legitimacy from a historical perspective, the historical reliability of not just the new, but also the old Testament. Mm-hmm. And that's just from that perspective alone, right? How we know who God is, yeah. because this is his actual word for you. And if mm. this is his actual word for you, then this is the most important document on the entire planet because it is how he has chosen to reveal himself to you. And I get that God can show up in our closets, in our bedrooms. I get that, that we can experience him in a very tangible way, but Dallas Willard famously, and I think successfully argues multiple times that we ought to focus not on how God can work, 
mm-hmm. but in the ways that he chooses to and the way that he has chosen to communicate most effectively like the the the, the most frequent vehicle that god uses to communicate is his word mm-hmm. yeah no and that's good and that honestly too just reminds me of like you know how do we today um view the word in a way that honors God, you know, who, who wrote the word. Um, that's a great question because the Pharisees knew, knew the scriptures, you know, they knew them probably better than (laughs) we know them, you know, sadly, um, they knew front and back. They had them memorized, but Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. Right. So, so what's, what is, what is God actually looking for? You know, and I think because they had they had separated the scriptures from the Son of God and they were looking for eternal life in the scripture, not in the Son, not in the man, not in the word who himself was standing before them. Right. You know, and so I think truly it's just realizing that, you know, Jesus Christ speaks to us through the word. He is calling us to himself come to me, you know, come see who I am, you know, come, come listen through the word, you know, (laughs) hear what my voice sounds like, read the word, you know, learn from me, you know, and I think there just is, uh, just this almost an adventure truly of what God is calling us into through the word of God, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think just to honor God is really to truly cherish these words. And I know some days we wake up and it's like, ah, man, you know, so tired or whatever. But I think it's just, it's so important, you know, even in an applicable, you know, thing of there's great spiritual warfare that comes after us and wants to keep us out of God's word, you know, because if, if Satan can convince us that there's more important things to know in life than God's word, then he's winning, you know, or if he keeps us from holding on to the truths and the realities that God declares in his word, then he knows we're going to be weak and feeble and we won't stand under any form of pressure. So I think there's just, there's such an importance, um, just in our lives to really know that God's word is, is actual life daily. It's actual um, preparation for what he has for us, you know, and it's amazing how we just get to know who he is. Yeah. And so on that note, mm-hmm. you've convinced me <laughs> I need to read my Bible more, mm. right? There's a purpose for it. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe I don't fully understand it, but, um, I am curious enough to, to want to take a step forward. Yeah. What is, you know, a step or, um, some advice that you would have on really practically implementing exactly what you just talked about and Mm -hmm. allowing scripture to, um, to really be, you know, how I, I am able to, you know, to, to go back to your point, to, to see Jesus, um, and, and to come to him and really learn about his heart, but also how I can demonstrate that to people around me. Yeah. 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 So that's good. You know, I'll touch on just a couple of things because I think, What's so good is, you know, and this isn't an original statement. I've heard this somewhere else, but reading for breath 
and reading for depth. Like we okay. need both. So basically to read for breath is to read in a larger chunk in scripture. Let's, let's just use the gospel of Matthew, for instance, you know, let's say you sit down and you read a few chapters of Matthew really to understand what's going on here. What is the flow of what is happening? Right. You know, and then I think what's so crucial is to take little chunks, maybe even a verse. You now understand the context of this. Maybe as you go through and you have a Bible, maybe you like to highlight or you would be okay highlighting in, <laughs> right? You read this. You're allowed to write in your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you read this chunk and maybe you just highlight a few verses mm-hmm. that are really standing out to you. You're still reading to gather the whole context. And then you go back to those verses and you start to read them very slowly. You start to just pray about those verses, mm. asking, Holy Spirit, would you help me to know? Because he guides us into all truth. That's right. Like he, he's, he's, his, his, he's not trying to trick us. <laughs> he wants to help us. He's the comforter. So I think really just asking, Holy Spirit, help me. I want to know really truly what this verse is saying. Yeah. You know, I, I want to live this out. I want this to be a reality in my life. So help me. You know, and and then I think it's just reading those verses really slowly and just kind of taking them in almost as if you're 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 eating, you know, chewing them up, you know, and and just kind of really digesting and meditating and saying them back and forth and memorizing them. Take them with you throughout the day, you know, thinking about them, recalling them to your mind. And just the more we start to ingest the word, you know, the more I feel like that, that God, we start seeing God working in and through us. So I really believe we got to be reading just broadly yeah, and then really diving into the meat of things. And commentaries are great. Um, I believe though, what's cool is to, you know, just start you and you and you and the Lord, you know, and write down things that are coming to your mind as you're studying this verse and then go and see what other people have said. And yeah. if you're way off, then maybe, maybe, maybe you just got it wrong. Right. You know, but I think there's a, there's a, we need to know how to read our Bibles. Right. And that comes by reading. Right. It comes by spending time with God, you know, and then over the course of, you know, years, of being in God's word, you mm-hmm. start to, you start to know the nuances of hearing his voice, knowing what he's speaking to you in this verse yeah. and what that means for your life. Yeah. I, I think that's good. I think that's great. And, and even in talking about where you're landing, um, you know, I think a great lens to filter that through is, you know, foremost, does it agree with what scripture says? Yeah. yeah. You know, allow scripture to inform scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like you said, go and see what the church father and mothers, um, you know, wrote about it because we were having a conversation before this, you know, Mm -hmm. but we, we are an inherited, um, heritage at times, right. Um, where we, you know, we, we talk about dusty truths that have been around for a long, long time. And, 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 um, you know, sometimes it's been abused, but those abuses actually don't line up with scripture. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we need to, I think, really find a way to celebrate and honor our, our heritage well. And then I would also add to some of you might not be readers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's all right. Uh, there are plenty of, um, 
apps and avenues to um, still get the word. Um, there are uh, Streetlights, I think, is a free one that's like a listening one. There's also Dwell. You pay for that. I love that. Mm. Um, it, it's an awesome app. Um, and then even the Bible app itself has like mm-hmm. an audio Bible feature um, that allows you to listen to it. Um, and then, you know, even lastly, you mentioned commentary. Um, mm. Just as a quick aside, that's a big, scary word for some of us. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be. Mm. Um, in fact, if you have the Bible app, um, some people have commented and said that like the message translation is really more of just Eugene Peterson's commentary. Mm. Um, it's really accessible. Um, we all have access to it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that we could unpack here. There's a lot more we could talk about, but we are out of time. Um, <laughs> we didn't burn it down, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but Hey, we really appreciate you and you taking the time to listen. And when you reach out and, um, you know, send us encouragement. We, we love that. If you have any questions or want to comment or anything like that, or if you want information about this or want us to bore you with historical reliabilities and, and all that fun stuff, uh, hit us up at info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, we'd love to get in, talk, uh, in, in touch with you, even if you just want us to pray for you. But um, until next time, um, thanks, guys. <laughs>